Welcome to the No More Risk Better Accredit Sites podcast. I'm Winnie Caesar, the Global Head of Strategy. And I'm Zach Griffiths, the Credit Sites Senior Investment Grade Strategist. As strategists, we aim to make sense of the macro and the micro, highlighting opportunities and the risks facing the fixed income markets. As important as the macro call may be, we understand that credit investing at its core comes down to keen single name selection, and we at Credit Sites benefit from the expertise of our team of over 100 analysts across the US, Europe, and Asia. This podcast offers a look at the conversations that we have with our analysts on a regular basis. If you are an investment professional focused on the wide universe of fixed income, you'll want to give this podcast a listen. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Credit Sites podcast. This is Winnie Caesar, Global Head of Strategy at Credit Sites. And today I am really excited to talk about Bixby. Bixby is the most recent acquisition from Fitch Solutions, which is the parent company of Credit Sites. And Bixby is near and dear to my heart because they're focused on the leverage loan market, which is one of my favorite markets to talk about. Today I have Brian Conroy. He is the founder of Bixby and one of my newest colleagues, which I am excited to say. Brian, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. All right. So Brian, let's dive right into Bixby. What is your background and how did you end up founding a company very focused on the loan market and fundamentals? My entire background um, prior to Bixby was in the loan market. I had started off on the sell side pre-crisis. During the crisis, I was fortunate enough to be moved from the investment banking part of Credit Suisse to asset management and funded with a loan opportunities fund. So I was focused on distressed, restructuring and bankruptcies. And obviously there were quite a few of those during that time. We spun out as an independent firm after that. My role was still focused about 95% of my time on loans, continued doing distressed, and then we um, moved into a CLO strategy. So it was sort of run the gamut from being deep on 20, 25 names on the distress side to having a portfolio of you know 400 names that we were tracking at any given time. All throughout that, just the common thread was just all loans. And that was, that was sort of my expertise. All loans all the time. So were you ever involved in the high yield bond market or anything else? No, any, any bonds I would look at would be like secured notes. And that would be mainly on the distress side. So yeah, all loan focused, even back to like in the sell side, I was in financial sponsors focused on middle market sponsors. So, I mean, timing is so much of this job. Can you tell me a little bit about what is Bixby Research and Analytics? And then what was the genesis for building the business? Because we've seen the loan market change pretty tremendously since you started, you know, looking at loans, especially this distressed side of things in the financial crisis. I had created Bixby, um, you know, after my my time in in the loan market to cure the issues for information flow for private names. That sort of was twofold. It was uh, the news aspect, right? In the public markets, you'd had, you know, for decades, um, investor relations sites and different news avenues, Bloomberg, what have you. In the private market, you didn't have that, right? Everything was centralized to one repository of information. You know, analysts would get that information. They'd have to create the news and then respond to it. Um, so I wanted to change that. The second aspect of it was a database of information, whether it was on the distress side or on the CLO side. If someone came to me with 10 public names, I could look at all of them in an afternoon and figure out those one to two names that were worth doing more work on. On the private side, 
that didn't exist. You had to do your own blocking and tackling. And given the hit rate just on what your investment mandate was, what you liked and didn't like from an industry perspective, you ended up burning a lot of time looking at names that you were never going to buy. In terms of how I had gotten there, it was sort of born in my frustration over that time when I was on the investing side, whether it be at distressed or in CLOs. I was always very much of the mindset you had to be following what you didn't own to be very sure about your investment decisions. Based on what I just described in the pre-Bixby era, that was very difficult. And so whether it was on the distress side and you were you know, sitting in front of your LPs and telling them that you were picking the best 2 to 3% of distressed investments, you really had to be looking at the other 97% in order to be able to tell them confidently. On the CLO side, it was that, but just expanded, right? So even if you're a large manager covering five or 600 names in the US, you know, that'll still leave, uh, you know, another 700 names um, potentially for you to cover that you don't own. Uh, on the public side, everyone has been following that MO for years where they're following all the names they don't own, looking for trade opportunities. And I wanted to start Bixby to basically allow that functionality on the private side to, to follow everything you don't own. Yeah, absolutely. So Bixby, you founded Bixby in 2018. Am I right there? Yes, that's right. Okay. And I mean, 2018 also was, it feels like an inflection point for the loan market, right? Like it has just grown tremendously, both on the public and private side over the past, I guess that's six years at this point. It's crazy that 2018 was six years ago. It feels, feels like I a know. time warp. Yeah. Um, so how much of the loan market does Bixby now cover? We now cover as close to 100% as you can get. Like any data set, you're never going to be able to fully get it 100% depending on the availability of data for certain names, new names coming to market. But we're as close to 100% coverage as you can get. One of the aspects over that time from 2018 to now, my frustration when I started it you know, was the lack of information for private names. And at that time, only 50% of the market was private. Now, about 75% of the market is private. So the need for private data and the need to have you know, your private news flow has only expanded over that time. I would also say the appetite for the loan market from a data forward perspective, which previously they really weren't. Um, even in my seat, it was definitely not data forward. I, I did what I could with what I had. But now since 2018, there is much more of a mindset what is my data solution? Um, LPs are asking about it. And, and that sort of spans from distressed sourcing opportunities all the way up to CLOs in, in managing industries. So how how do you get your data? Where do you, do you get access to company financials from private equity sponsors or where where is this coming from? Yeah, so it's all on behalf of our clients. So a lot of what we do, since all of our information is, is private and confidential, is permissioning. So our clients are entrusting us with their data. We're providing them information on only those names that they have access to. And again, whether that's access as a lender in a situation or access as a prospective lender, our, our clients will only see information that they've provided to us. And that you know allows us to turn on access um, in our database for certain names, and then it allows them to track those names on a living, breathing basis from day to day, quarter to quarter. 
Yeah, so a very kind of similar setup to what we have on our credit sites, loan coverage of private names. We have that permissioning facet. And then on the covenant review side, you know, a lot of the, the covenant information that we get comes directly from clients. So lots of similarities in terms of uh, the Bixby covenant review credit sites business models. So let's talk about your clients. Who are your main clients? Is this generally the kind of CLO investing world, SMAs? Who, who are the main clients? And then how do they generally use Bixby as a product? Fortunately for us, we don't really have a typical client. The only common thread is they in some way touch loans. So I'll talk about a couple different types of our clients. So one, obviously like your, your global asset managers who have large CLO platforms, that one's sort of a no brainer for them because like I mentioned, even if they're following six or 700 names, there's still another six or 700 names that they want to be gathering data on. So those are, you know, really power users for us. They're um, constantly looking at new names, distressed funds as well. They use it, you know, slightly in a different way, but they're big users as well, right? Because they have to source opportunities. And then you have your sell side trading desks your DCM desks, your loan research functions within the banks. So it's really across the board. They're using Bixby slightly differently from, from customer to customer. I mentioned, uh, you know, distressed and sourcing. They'll basically be following their watch list on Bixby. So in the old era, and, and I was doing this, the watch list would sort of be tracked and you'd have a list of names you were constantly following, but it would really be reactive, right? You'd be following and saying, I like this, but I like it when it, you know, is trading at 70. And I always say, I'm like, anything trading in the 70s or 60s was once trading in the 90s. We allow our clients really, uh, since we're, we're tracking things on a living, breathing basis, to really be proactive there. And they can be the first trade, right? When it goes from, from 90 down to 70, as opposed to saying, let's do the refresh. It's now at our level. We've now come far enough in the loan market where whoever has made that trade from, from 90 going down to 70 is going to get the next look at the following trade um, because they were sort of first in line. Um, so that's on the distressed front. You know, the sell side loves us for our news updates. They also use our data extensively on the research side as well, both on the issuer level research side and the aggregated data side. But those news alerts, since we're really first to market real-time news, those are critical for the traders, right? To know exactly who has reported, when they've reported, and all in fully objective data. So it can sort of directionally let them know, where do I think this is going to trade on the follow? That's super useful. And I mean, I'm just thinking so many things fit in with the, the broader credit sites suite of products, you know, LFI, Covenant Review. How are you thinking about kind of the synergies with credit sites? Are you happy to be part of our big happy family? Yeah, it's as perfect as a combo can get in my mind. Bixby specifically does objective standardized data, whereas Credit Sites has its 100 analyst deep bench doing content pieces on industries, on issuers. Covenant Review has, you know, sort of speaks for itself on, on their analysis of uh, credit agreements, restructurings, et cetera, on down the list. So being able to harvest Bixby's data on the, the private side to create content for loans, to be able to improve, you know, the process for delivering content um, on the covenant review side is just a huge combo. And that's not to mention the fact that it's having Bixby now on the broader credit sites platform, it really puts everything in one place, right? So you have the continuum of your content, your loan coverage, your data all in one place. We've, we've noticed clients are really moving to, I just want everything in one spot. I don't want to have to toggle between providers. And, and that's, you know, another added benefit. And 
yeah, the best part about the combo is it's fulfilling what our clients have told us and, and what they what they want to see and what the broader trends are in the market. And we're fortunate that Bixby and the Credit Sites platform are able to do that in, in one place. Yeah, I mean, we're so fortunate to have you guys as a resource. I know personally with the strategy team, we've been putting together reports using Bixby data, looking at the loan, both public and private fundamental data, you know, looking at leverage, what is triple C loan leverage versus triple C high yield bond leverage. And that is one of the top client requests that we get is just kind of comparing different credit fundamental quality across the different markets, especially for leveraged finance. So Bixby just covers the US loan market or do you also cover Euro? So we cover, um, like I mentioned, about 100% of the US market. Right now we cover uh, about 40% of the European index. I was actually over in London last week. Um, so this is a big point of expansion for us. This year, we'll be taking that up to the same as close to 100% as you can get coverage. So it will be global. Great reception, early reception from clients just because with our standardized data, they can now look at information on an apples to apples basis with their US teams and their European teams, which, which just makes it really seamless um, for them. Yeah, that's excellent. I think that one of the very typical client complaints is that the European markets are so opaque still, right? Like they're just kind of lagging the US markets. So your ability to provide some transparency, especially into the most opaque of the opaque, I think will be wildly useful. Yes, for sure. And I think that's a lot of the reason we've gotten such good reception you know, in Europe and our expansion over there. And it is hard to believe with knowing how opaque, you know, the private market is in the US that Europe could be more opaque, but uh, it is. So <laughs> there, there you have it. So we talked a little bit about the evolution of the BSL market since 2018, when you launched Bixby, you know, an increase in size and increase in, in private name concentration. Are there other trends that you've observed since growing your business over the past six years that people should keep in mind? The tech forward, data forward nature has really accelerated. And I think managers who are operating sort of in the old realm are sort of running the risk of being left behind. The efficiencies that have come to the market over the last six years have now been embraced with, with open arms. And like any data, if, if it's used properly, it helps you make better decisions, right? And clients are finding new ways, unique ways to use data, whether it's through a portal interface like Credit Sites or Bixby or through API, right? Pulling it directly into their, their systems. I would say the, the tech forward, data forward nature is accelerating and clients are really embracing it and trying to find new ways to leverage the data to make better decisions. Well, we are always a big fan of, of leveraging the data to make better decisions. That's definitely what we do on the strategy side of things, or at least attempt to do. How about on kind of the fundamental part of the loan market? Have you observed any big trends? I mean, one of the things that we talk to clients a lot about is just how loans don't look so great relative to the high yield bond market. It's, it's almost like the high yield bond market is investment grade light at this point, And the leveraged loan market is what high yield was pre-GFC. Do you kind of see a similar trend? Like you had mentioned, everyone loves talking about the triple C bucket or the cuspy, you know, B minus B3 bucket. A lot of the questions that we get um, are on that bottom quartile of the market. I always say I'm like, like with the way that the market has changed from 50% private to 75% private, not all names are created equally. 
you know, those public um, companies that have leveraged loans, they've proven themselves in the public market, they generate cash flow. The other 75%, they're sponsor-backed, heavily adjusted. So one of the big trends, increasing leverage profile, right, in these names, especially from when, you know, I was in my seat just immediately post-crisis, very conservative cap structures, tight docs uh, or tighter docs. Now the prevalence of CovLite and increasing leverage, it's it's been a theme. I, I will say, you know, with the rise in interest rates, there has been, you know, some tightening of the belts. So leverage is modestly improving. You know, in 2023, we saw that sort of at median and at the bottom quartile. That being said, that bottom quartile is still in a very difficult position from, you know, a fundamental perspective. You see very high leverage, difficult interest coverage. That being said, they're they're doing what they can, it appears, on the expense side to try to tighten the belts. And I think that's all, all you can do when you're in the environment we're in now. Yeah. I mean, I think it also helps that so many of those companies are, are PE backed and PE seems to still have some cash to help their portfolio companies out. Exactly. Cash always helps. <laughs> you know, amend and pretend. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, indeed. Until the cash runs out and we have put out a lot of research, there is still an awful lot of cash on the sidelines with six to seven trillion dollars sitting in money market funds alone. So it'll be fascinating when that comes back into into the market. So what's next for, for Bixby? Are you going to expand into other products? You're talking about Europe as kind of the next point of expansion. What else are you focused on? Europe, obviously a big one, you know, with with our aggregated data really being in focus um, across the board with our clients, buy side and sell side, we've created a CLO product that's now aggregating data on a CLO portfolio basis. We have clients very excited about that. Obviously, you know, for CLO managers to be able to take a look at how their portfolios are performing relative to their vintage comps and relative to their manager comps, that's great, but more impactful for those structured credit trading desks, either within that manager, for that global asset manager with the CLO team, and then also a structured credit team. This tool is allowing clients to really complete their analysis where, again, the pre-Bixby, post-Bixby era, I was talking about this, but pre-Bixby, it's, you know, the structure of a CLO, it's, you know, the ratings profile and the CLO and then the price. It's missing, obviously, most critical components, which is the performance of the underlying portfolio. And we're now able to provide that for clients. And I think the most important aspect there is the tail for these CLOs. I mentioned sort of the, the trends for the loan market and how leverage has increased and the docs have loosened significantly. Obviously, those are predecessors to lower recoveries. So clients being able to evaluate the bottom quartile or the bottom decile of a given CLO and then sort of dig into the industries where they think there are potential issues, it, it just gives them a better ability. Again, I mentioned earlier, using data to improve your, your investment decisions where they can actually point to things um, when they're looking at two portfolios side by side to say, look, I'm getting offered MES at a similar yield for both of these portfolios. I can now say it's a no-brainer. This portfolio has you know much stronger credit profile um, and I now know which one to select. That is wildly helpful. And there have been so many headlines around kind of CLOs as a whole. You know, they always seem to come up as the next kind of temple of doom about to bring down the financial system. So Bixby will hopefully help avoid that as, you know, the CLO systemic crisis. I don't actually think that that's going to happen, but people love to write about it in the financial press. Yes. 
Yes, Especially sure. with the reinvestment periods ending and all of those things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, Brian, this has been a pleasure. I am yeah, so likewise. happy to have the big the Bixby team as part of Credit Sites. I know that we will be using your data and your resources quite regularly on the strategy team. So welcome. And I'm sorry in advance if people start reaching out to you with uh, a lot of questions on Bixby. No, we love it. More questions, the better. And uh, yeah, we're, we're really excited to be part of the Credit Sites platform. Like I said, it's um, it's just it's such a great combination. Our clients are excited about it. So yeah, we're looking forward to uh, everything that's, uh, that's coming down the pipe. Awesome. Brian, thank you so much for joining me today. If anyone has questions for me or Brian, you can always reach out to us via your Credit Sites sales contact. You can also find me on creditsites.com using that ask an analyst function. And we will include some Bixby contact information in the notes for our podcast. Brian, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much. Yes. Thanks, Winnie. Credit Sites Disclaimer. All price references correspond to the date of this recording. This podcast should not be copied, distributed, or reproduced in whole or in part. Neither Credit Sites nor its affiliates makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of any information contained in this podcast. Credit Sites is not providing investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, is not providing research or making any recommendations, nor is Credit Sites offering or soliciting any transaction with respect to the purchase or sale of any security. The receipt by this listener of this podcast is not the giving of advice by Credit Sites or its affiliates. Thank you.